Welcome everyone to another edition of the Bonus Podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here and I'm with Crystal. Hello. And Crystal, tell everyone, just in case they're a new listener, what you do. I am the pastor of women here at Northview. Mm-hmm. And Crystal has entitled this podcast, The Inside Edition, because we thought we would clue you in as to what happens here at Northview in the summer. You might be thinking that all of the pastors and all of the staff are away and they're sitting on the beach, which is sometimes true. <laughs> Some of our pastors have not been seen around here very often. That's we right. We will say that too. That's right. But there is actually a lot happening behind the scenes, which you might be surprised to hear about. It's funny. I said to somebody just a week or two ago, I said, like, you don't want to miss July around no. here in pastor's meetings because there's so many ideas that were thrown around and tossed around. And not that there's any huge things, you know, that people from the outside might see, but for us knowing kind of intricacies of how things work. Yes. It seems like when the pressure cooker of every day-to-day, you know, ministry stuff is released a little bit, mm-hmm. then your mind starts dreaming yes. about all the possibilities and all the ideas and what could happen and what would make it better. And and the, the discussions that have happened in July, specifically this year, were just like, wow. Huge. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on holidays all of July. Yeah, because we've been reviewing how the new church campus has gone in mission. We've been dreaming ahead for this coming year. What needs to be tweaked? What do we want to change? We have a new teaching associate pastor, Paul Siemens, on staff. So we've been getting to know him. Yeah. Like, it's just been full. It has been super full. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's been good. Yes. And I love that for my own ministry, too. I love, like, when the end of May, as much as I love teaching every week, and doing all those things when the end of May comes it's just a nice change yeah because you stop from having to be ready to teach you know twice a week and then other things and then you can instead go into planning and and dreaming mode and that's where a lot of that happens yeah it does and I find even when I'm on holidays as much as I am on holidays and I'm trying not to think too much about work often when you're just relaxing and you're sitting by the beach you're like oh that's a good idea I know (laughs) and things come to your brain that wouldn't happen when you're just in the busyness of of life so it's true and even like mark is off on holidays too in the summer more and so i've been able to run ideas by him in terms of my area of ministry and he'll toss in an idea and i'm like that's a great idea and immediately my you know pen starts going and i'm on my laptop and it sounds really interesting and so there's a lot of visioning that can happen for this coming year yeah one thing you may not know about is that every august we take a pastor and elder family retreat we go down to the firs in bellingham just like what an hour yeah, Short, depending on the border, border. Enough, that's always the that's big, kind of a pain. Yeah, so all the families come, and it's a great chance for the kids to come and meet each other and be friends. And the fun thing about the firs is they have all these paved walkways all around the camp. So if you're between like four and twelve, it is just happy day. Scooter they, heaven, <laughs> scooters yeah. and bikes, and, and they're just they're going everywhere because they have the freedom among the camp just to go wherever they want. Yeah. And then Steve Weens, our executive pastor, he always goes to Costco and gets this big load of junk food. Twizzlers and chips and pop and whatever else. And then he has some veggie trays. Well, he has <laughs> and some cheese trays. Yeah. And the kids are allowed to just go for it. And they have to talk to their parents. But if their parents say go for it, the kids can go. So you can have you can hear in the morning when we're having our meetings, 10 in the morning and you hear the pop can. Yeah. And the Twizzlers <laughs> opening up. Yeah, and the kids coming in and out to get all of their junk food. And they think this is fabulous. And they have this hot chocolate machine at their yes. disposal. I think that's one of the favorite things. And it went out of order this year. <laughs> yeah. And I said to Trevor, my son, well, did you guys just drink that much? And he said, I don't think it was our fault. <laughs> but the hot chocolate machine is very popular. Yeah. They love having that reign of the place so but it is more than just fun yes. I mean it is fun but it's also just a really good time of meeting together mm-hmm. and 
getting kind of everybody on the same page in terms of vision and mission of the church and talking yeah. through some things that you don't really, when you have an elders meeting once a month, you're really focusing more on business and prayer and theology, those kind of things. But you don't, again, have that long-term visioning, yeah. talking about. And so it was funny to think last year at this time, we were just starting to talk about the mission campus. Yeah, it was a totally new pastor, concept. Totally new idea. And would this be something? And we weren't even sure if mission would be interested, but... If they weren't, is this something we'd be interested in doing? Yeah. And so looking back a year from oh. this year to last year was interesting too to say what's happened in that year. Yeah. So what we usually do is we all drive down on Thursday. Some of the pastors and some of the elders, and they'll bike down there. And then at 3 o'clock, we start with our first meeting. It's pastors only for about, well, we met for almost two hours. Yeah. 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 And then we have dinner, and the evening is, was, again, another meeting with everybody, all of the adults. Everybody is welcome, pastors, well, elders, their spouses. Yeah. Just kind of getting, well, they called it State of the Union Address, just kind of talking through what has happened this past year and looking a little bit ahead to this future so year. So Jeff spoke and Ezra spoke because they're both head of each campus. And yeah. then Daryl Croft, who's the moderator. No, yeah. not Daryl Croft. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. yeah, okay, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a blank, blank there for a second. <laughs> yeah. And then Friday morning, we had meetings, pastors and elders, in all pretty much all morning. Yeah. Just a little bit of a break in between. Yeah. And spouses, again, were welcome to sit down on that if they wanted to. I know Mark was at all of those. Yeah, and a lot of the wives. A lot of the wives were yeah. there, too. Yep. And then in the afternoon, again, we had meetings till one third, no, till 3. Mm-hmm. And then 3 till 5, 6 o'clock was just free time. Yeah. At the beach or Bellas Fair, or wherever everyone wanted to go. Yeah. And then the evening was talent show. So it was so fun to see some of the kids put on little talents of riding a unicycle and singing songs and telling jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And there's also lots of prayer. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of prayer just with the staff and with the elders and the women as well. Some of the wives went, and while the men were having their elder meetings, if they didn't want to attend that, they didn't have to, they went and met for prayer, which yeah. was great. Yeah. So it's this great combination of laughter and fun and meetings and prayer and visioning for the future. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I found it so valuable because the more you know each other, the better able you are to enter discussion and to push and pull back on topics and mm-hmm. to debate freely if you know somebody. If you yes. feel tentative or like that the relationship is dicey, then you're not as willing to enter those debates. So yeah. I think the more comfortable all of us are with each other, yeah. the more we'll be able to push each other, you know, better and harder yeah. to do ministry well and to look at things in our own lives, not, you know, not to get defensive and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a lot of value there. Yeah. So what else do we spend time doing in summer? Is there anything we miss talking about? Well, just, I think a lot of planning and prepping. Um, I like having one-on-one meetings with people, coffees here and there, to get me out of the office because mm-hmm. I am more stuck at my desk. Yeah. But it gives me a good opportunity a few times a week to get out and touch base with people that just might not have had the chance to do that Yeah. during the year. A lot of people ask me what happens with my work in the summer because it is so much more one-on-one, face-to-face with people who have issues and struggles. And what's interesting about summer is a lot of people, if it's not a really critical issue, they will put it on the back burner until we get to the fall because the summer has nice weather and we have had incredible weather. (laughs) And so they don't want to meet with me unless it's really, really important. So I know that the meetings in the summer that I have are very, very important, but there's a few less of them. Yeah. So it gives me more time to strategize for the year ahead. Yeah. And we often can have time to read books or articles and just get caught up on yeah. some ideas or things that we need to know yeah. going into the year because we have reading. a few study conferences coming up and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so we need to be able to read ahead for those. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, good. 
So what are we excited about heading into the fall? Well, I'm excited about all our women's ministry stuff, obviously. Um, on September 14th, we're having a kickoff for both Abbotsford and Mission Campus. We're going to be in in the Mission Campus because we wanted, first of all, the sanctuary size there is so great. It's like yeah. 400. So if we could fill that up, it'd be awesome. It'd be great. Whereas if we had 400 here in the worship center, it would still feel like... Yeah, you know, cavernous. Yeah. So we like the size of it, and we wanted all the Abbotsford women to be able to see the Mission Campus that mm-hmm. hadn't been there before, give them an excuse to go. And we just wanted to talk about the value of being in God's Word. And so we're having different people interviewed. We're having a panel discussion on that. Can you give us and a sneak peek? Some yeah. of the names that you've yeah. interviewed? So Gloria Fema. Uh, we wanted a range of people. So I'll go kind of from youngest to oldest in the interview. So Catherine Takama is 19. And then we had Lisa Hebert, who's 29, I think. And then um, who would be middle? I guess Jennifer Thronas would be next. And then Laurie Husband and then Gloria Fema. Uh, five women who are involved in the study of God's mm-hmm. Word in different ways. Some are precepts, some are Monday night, some are Wednesday morning, some are not at all in women's ministry, uh, young adults rather. Um, and we wanted to get their sense on, you know, what are the challenges for studying God's Word? Why do they push through and persevere in it? And mm-hmm. how do they do it? So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then Angie Tufnell and Thalia and I will do a panel discussion on that whole topic of, you know, why be in God's Word. And Stephanie Redekop is going to lead us in worship. Mm, that's going to be great. Yeah, and we're also going to have a ministry fair there. So if you are interested in volunteering either at Northview or in some of the things that you've heard us talk about in the community, yeah. like Village Kids or Village Threads or those kind of things, we'll have opportunities for you to get info there. Um, yesterday we had a fascinating tour of mission. Um, Vic, uh, Vic Schellenberg, Darcy Kuhn, D- Diana... Dyke and myself went, got toured around by the Union Gospel Mission rep in Mission to all kinds of different agencies and supports that are out there. And so yeah. I think it's going to be encouraging to have women from our church volunteer there. Yeah. There's so many different opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's women's ministry. What yeah. else have we got going on? Well, then just that's our kickoff. Oh, that's kickoff. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Sorry. But I yes. won't go too much detail. But then we're going to have the Psalm study starting in fall. And that's, I just have been loving studying that this fall yeah and or over summer getting ready for fall so I'm really excited about what that's going to look like and we're also hosting our first ever leadership retreat this year which I'm looking forward to too just giving some in-depth training opportunities to some of our large group teachers yeah so that'll be good so how about you what are you excited about well I've been spending the summer really working on revising a little bit our pre-marriage training based on all of the issues that Vic and I see with dating couples and engaged couples and people who are married all across the stages. We really felt that it was important to bring in, you know, some training based out of the issues that we are encountering. Mm -hmm. So that's been quite exciting. We already have 20 couples signed up. Oh, 20. So it was 18 last time I talked to you. 12 engaged, 8 seriously dating. Yeah. Awesome. I know. So that's exciting and scary all at the same time. Mark and I are going to teach it together, and Vic is going to be involved as well. Maybe his wife Sandy, we're not sure. And then I have some other couples that are interested in being part of the class as sort of those older, married, more experienced couples. And then, of course, same as you, on the September 14th, we have the kickoff to our care courses on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. We have divorce care starting up and divorce care for kids. And, of course, we know there are a lot of divorced people at Northview, so this is going to be a real help. And you can attend the class even if you're separated as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see... Well, it's been fun over the summer to have my kids who are Mm youth-aged really busy. Uh, First of all, they were working... Well, Trevor, my youngest, was working in day camps for four weeks. And then they've just had something going on every every Thursday for the youth and other days too. And so they have a few 
tweaks that they're doing for the youth system now in fall, hoping to get a little bit more um, consistency with kind of small group leaders, small group leaders and kids and that kind of stuff. So if you want to check out the new page on the website under Northview Youth, yeah. you'll get all the info. Uh, but there'll be twice a week, twice a month live nights, and then once a month community groups, which are be like their pastorate with just their age group, and then once a month small groups, which is just um, same gender and small groups of six to nine kids, yeah. so that they have those large group connections and also the small group connections every month. Yeah, and check the website because there's something even this coming Thursday, which is like what August, Paint fight. Yeah. yeah, August twenty seventh. Yeah. yeah, paint fight, and then in September there's already like a concert on September tenth. Yeah, and then there's something like every week from that point on. So you really need to check the website. And yeah. if you have some, if you're listening and you don't have a high school kid, contact your friends who have high school kids or have high school grandchildren and let them know about this site. They can go and check out. Yeah, it's really good. exciting. Yeah. And the other thing that you should know about is that we have a new name for our, what do you call it, our Bible study groups. They are called now community groups. So we still have pastorate and life groups, but the name has been changed to community groups. It's a little bit more user-friendly. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier when you're out among your friends and you say that you attend a community group midweek. Yeah, we had um, our next-door neighbors are Christians from another church. And it's funny, at Christmas time this year, people from their life group, as they call it, came around handing out little pieces of cake and said, from this, this life group, so-and-so. And I thought, well, that's nice, but I know what a life group is, but I don't think <laughs> my neighbors across the street know what a life group is. So what no. do they think when they get this cake that says, from so-and-so's life group? Like, yes. what's a life group? <laughs> yeah, and, and every so, church calls it something different. There's yeah. home groups and care groups and Bible study groups, and, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, so the term we came up with, or not that we came up with, but settled on for now is... Just calling everything community group. So yes. these young adult or these youth groups, instead of being called pastorates, will be community, community groups. groups as well. Yes. So we're going to try and use that across the board. We are trying. We will probably slip up. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> because we always forget these things. But the funny thing so. about the term pastorate is that people who really are not familiar with church lingo always said, what is a pastorate? Is that a female pastorate? <laughs> <laughs> like a pastorette. Yeah. And I thought, uh, no, we really need to change this name. Yeah. So... Well, and we've had a whole bunch of other name changes, but not necessarily as fresh as this one. Like Northview Young Adults used to be Sola. It's now Northview Young Adults. You are what, Crystal? Women's ministry. Northview Women. Yeah, Northview Women. And so it's a Wednesday morning Bible study instead of Oasis. Yes. And Monday night Bible study instead of Oasis evenings. Yes. And all those things. So if you're still using the Oasis term, could you retire it and come back with Northview Women? Very simple. Yeah, we just found that so many, when you try and get all fancy with names, people look at, newcomers come in and look at this bulletin and they have no idea what it is. Like, is this kind of spa? Oasis? (laughs) Like, they didn't know what it meant. So if you say Bible city, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Same with our Northview, it's Northview kids, Northview young adults, Northview women. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you listening that love prayer and you also love connection, you will be just incredibly encouraged to know that in September... The Northview staff and the MB mission staff get together again for a morning of prayer and a lunch together. And we've been doing that, I think, twice a year. I think we did it last yep. year, September, and about January-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's really neat. So Randy Friesen generally leads a lot of it from MB mission, and he'll have usually three missionaries kind of set up to do Skype calls with us. Yeah. So we see them, and we hear their stories, and then they From across us, the world. From across like the world, like it was Thailand Calling and from France Turkey and, and, yeah. and India and wherever. Yeah, and so then we, and some of them are staying up 
Like they're yes. calling us at two in the morning their time because they really want the prayer. But yeah. because of the time change, they have to be awake yeah. at a weird time. And then they get to tell us kind of what's been on their heart, what's happening, and give us their prayer requests. And then we spend about half an hour praying for them and then mm-hmm. go on to the next person. And mm-hmm. so We really sit around nice. tables mixed with MB staff and Northview staff all mixed up together. And then when we do our time of prayer, then we pray for the needs together until the next Skype call. And then we pray for and go back and forth like that. Yeah. It's yes. good because you get to know the other people around your table that you don't normally get to see very much. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so how do we choose our topics and come up with curriculum for this coming year so and for every year? Yeah, thinking about like the Psalms topic yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. How did you come up to choose the Psalms? So we sat down. I have a team that's kind of slowly built over the last couple of years of people who are willing and wanting to do that large group teaching. And so we just sat down in... May, April, sometime near the end of the year, and said, what are the theological issues that people seem to be struggling with understanding, and what are some of the personal or emotional issues that they kind of seem to be struggling with or or getting past? And so we just brainstormed a big list of that, and then we started talking case. So from that, from what we see as the needs in our church, in terms of understanding and in terms of life things, what are books of the Bible that would address those topics. And mm-hmm. so the Psalms is awesome because the Psalms addresses a lot of that heart stuff, how we yeah. deal with everyday life and how we keep ourselves sane and following God and faithful in the midst of challenges. And it also has so much theology in there. Like it talks about who God is and his character and all the different ways that God has dealt with Israel and history. And that means that's the way he'll deal with us. So there's so there's theologically rich and kind of emotionally rich. And so we thought we could really kind of cover a lot of bases by dealing with the Psalms. We could deal... So each week we're going to talk about some background information on the section that we're studying. We're going to talk about what this these Psalms teach us theologically and then what they teach us practically, yeah. emotionally, and then how they lead us to prayer. So that's going to be the four components each now, week. a few years ago, if somebody hasn't been part of women's ministry for a while, they would have noticed that a few years ago you were doing... Beth Moore and Priscilla Shire and some of those DVD-based women's ministry. Yeah. What has been the shift and why? Um, Well, we went, the first initial shift was we went to the Gospel Coalition Conference in 2012 and saw women doing preaching and teaching in person really well. And we thought, wow, we all, not all, but kind of what we need to do to get to that stuff is just train women, but women can be really qualified, great, educated teachers. Not that we hadn't seen that before, but it had always been maybe a few celebrity kind of people like the Beth Moores and the Priscilla Shires, right? But we've had a vision then for just drawing up people within our congregation to use their teaching and leading gifts. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the vision that it was cast for us. And then our church has gone more and more solidly towards expositional teachings who were going through a book of the Bible. And a lot of the DVDs that you see are topical. They're based on a certain idea. They want people to learn about an idea. And that's good. But what they'll do often then is they'll take an idea they want to get across and they'll have lots of different scripture to support it. But you're going through each little scripture piece kind of in piecemeal mm-hmm. at a bit of a time. You're not looking at like the whole, a whole book of the Bible together and teaching. Yeah. You know, what does this book, what's the range that's in here? And so we thought, well, in order for us to be more expositional, we need to start developing our own teaching because there's not a lot of teaching out there that is expositional a lot of it is more topically based yeah so those two things together and then just having like the first time we kind of started talking about this uh sterling and adele and myself and was my intern at the time we kind of looked at each other and thought well 
who in the world would be qualified to do this kind of teaching? And we started thinking, okay, what could it be this person and this person and this person? And then over the years, we've just been able to see that list grow and expand and new people come to Northview that are gifted and also just see gifting emerge within people who are here. And we've been able to give them some good training tools. Like last year, we did that Simeon Trust course, which taught them how to teach the Bible expositionally. So we're giving training to them and now they're having opportunity to actually serve mm-hmm. in that way. So our, what our sessions look like, if you, you can look at them online, if you're interested, you'll see that there'll be maybe of the two and a half hours that we're together or two hours, there'll maybe be a 30 minute kind of recording or video of that two hours. So what will happen is someone will go up, they'll do 10 or 15 minutes of teaching, then they'll send it back to the table, group of table. And then at, at your table, you'll discuss the topic, mm-hmm. discuss the question um, interact with it and then you'll go back and forth. And so what we, what we, what we record is the, the upfront teaching, yes. but we don't record obviously all the table discussion. So, and but, all the Bible reading. All the Bible the reading. Yeah. So if you go online, what you'll be able to see is, and kind of catch a vision for how we do it. So it's back and forth between upfront teaching, leading, giving input, giving context and guiding them towards certain questions and then having them at the tables then discuss those questions. Yeah, so it's not a lecture style like on the weekends. No, no. It's, it's more of a facilitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really good. And so people, if you, you don't have to stay at your table for the whole time, but what we do is we allow people to sit at tables so they do get to know a group of 8 to 10 people and you really find that you build relationships over 10 to 12 weeks of studying yeah. together. If the table isn't a great fit for you, you're welcome to join another one, but... That's how we do it. And we have mm-hmm. table leaders at each table that help facilitate that discussion, help facilitate prayer time. So talk a little bit about the homework component. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to have homework because we think it's a valuable thing to guide you in your study of God's Word throughout the week. And we know we can't learn everything when we're just together for two hours. Yeah. So this year, this in the psalm study, what we'll do is we will assign one psalm for you over the week to go through, read, meditate on, do questions on, and then we'll ask you to read um, another, uh, read all the Psalms in a certain section of the Bible, and then just write, handwrite out one that really speaks to you, and just kind of, when you come back the next week, just mention to your table group why you chose that Psalm, and you know, how it ministered to you that week. Mm -hmm. So it's not like super heavy, but it will still be getting you into God's Word every week. So if I'm not really a homework person or I have lots of little kids at home or maybe my health isn't so great, can I still come to women's ministry if I maybe don't do the homework? Yes. 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 We want it to be available to anybody to come. Yeah. We just know you're going to go deeper into your study of God's word if you can do a little bit on your own as well. So we encourage that, but for sure, there's not going to be anyone saying... That you no can't talk at your, your table homework, no. if you haven't completed all your homework or those kind of things. It's the same for attendance. You know, a yeah. lot of women are worried about coming to women's ministry if they can't be there every week because yeah. they have shifts or they have whatever. So please come. Mm-hmm. Once is is better than nothing. Just come and experience what it's like. Come and check us out. I'm floating around at the back all the time. Crystal's there all the time, her team. Like it's a good place to be. Yeah, and some people, like different years, have different schedules. So sometimes on a kindergarten year, some of the moms just have to leave right at... 10.45, and that's yeah. fine. If you have to get up every time and leave early, yeah, because we go to 11.15, that's not a problem. No. Nope. So so you have Monday nights. Yeah. Starting at what time to what time? 7 till 9. Okay. In Abbotsford and in Mission. Yes. And then Wednesday mornings from 9.15 till 11.30, actually. In Abbotsford. In Abbotsford. And then Monday night, the precepts group, which was meeting on Thursdays, they're also going to meet Monday nights. Okay. So they'll be down in lower court, and then the psalm study will be in the atrium. Okay. 
So they decided to move to Monday to allow women to kind of move between the groups, between the you know Psalms or a different women's ministry study and the precepts, and also to just be part of the bigger, so that Thaley and I can kind of float down there and yeah. be part of Monday nights, and it just worked better for their leader schedules too. So Maybe we should explain a little bit about precepts if somebody has no idea what that is. Yeah, so precepts is a great way to really get into in-depth study of God's mm-hmm. Word. It's more like three to five hours a week of homework, mm-hmm. um, but really good focused um, homework that just really gets you understanding um, the scriptures. They're going through the Old Testament. They finished Deuteronomy in June, and so they're starting off with Joshua now in September. And so anyone can jump in at any time, uh, but there's semester breaks, like or not semester, but book breaks. Each book is about eight to ten weeks. So yeah. you want to look on the website to see when a new book starts. That's the easiest time to jump in. Yeah. So like Joshua and then the Judges, Ruth, they hope to go all the way through to Second Samuel, I think, okay. by the end of this year. So it's a different style in the sense that it's a large group. Um, and you don't have the table groups to discuss. It's Everything is done as a large group, all the discussion, mm-hmm. all the teaching. Um, so it has it's much more teaching-based, a little bit less discussion-based in terms of you know, the small group discussion. Yeah. But very valuable. A great option for yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about something else. What about, let's talk about leadership development, because we sometimes will hear the critique, people will come to Northview and they'll say, you don't have any women speaking on the weekends, so where do women get plugged in if they have a teaching gift or a leadership gift? Mm-hmm. So there are lots of, like I've said, all these different groups that are that we have at our church. They're all women leading and teaching those, yes. and that is large groups. So mm-hmm. you can be, if you want to just be a table leader, you can be in charge of really teaching and leading eight other women. Yep. If you're more, if you're comfortable with more than that, you can lead groups of sixty to hundred. Um, the Monday night, Wednesday morning. Yeah. So we have lots of opportunities for people to lead in you know formal ways, and then mm-hmm. if you want, if you don't want to, if your time doesn't allow you to fit into one of our time slots, you could lead in other informal ways. Yes. There's a precepts home group on Friday mornings, and I know they're having some other offshoot groups from that. Mm-hmm. So there's great options for learning to lead. Yeah. Um, so what we are wanting to do over time is have everybody who's one of our large group leaders take two courses because we think these two courses are really foundational to them leading well. One is our Bible overview class, which we did a few years ago in women's ministry on Monday nights and Wednesday mornings. And their studies are online and the information's online if you'd like to access it. But it gives everybody just an amazing overview of how the whole Bible fits together over 27 weeks. And we've done it a couple times Mm -hmm. because we've been leading it. And it just really puts all the pieces together so you mm-hmm. understand the flow of the Bible. Yes. And that is amazing. So that's one we want all of our large group leaders to do. The second one we'd like everybody to take that wants to teach is a, the Simeon Trust course in Biblical Exposition, which we took last year. And we're going to have another one of those courses start up in January of this year. So if you're interested in teaching and leading, we'd encourage you to sign up. Lori Husband, who's one of our great volunteer teachers, is going to be leading that group. And it just really gives you an understanding of how the different biblical genres are different than each other. So how narrative is different than poetry and is different than apocalyptic, like the revelations, and how it's different from gospels and acts. And so that when you're teaching each different type of literature, you're teaching it sensitively to how it was written. Yeah. So those are the two courses. So if you want to be a leader here, we'd encourage you to sign up for those two courses as they're offered. And just raise your hand and say, hi, I would really see myself in these roles and I'd mm-hmm. love to get involved. Yeah, and we would love to see women 
and leadership in every aspect of our church. Yeah. We have women worship leaders. We have women facilitating courses in the care department. We have women all yeah, over. Yeah, your Monday night courses mm-hmm. for care. A lot of yeah. women doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, and in all the committees. Yes. Finance committee, stewardship, whatever, personnel. Yeah. Yeah, we want women in all those committees as well. So. And speaking of women, we have a new batch of interns coming in. Yeah. And how many are women, Crystal? There are seven out of the ten interns this year. Yeah. Seven are women, which is just so funny because... When Carolyn, like who's on staff with me now, two years ago, she was an intern. She was the only one. I know. <laughs> There's nine guys. And then last year, there was two. There was Kathleen and Andrew. And yes. And all the rest guys. This year, it was just a, all of a sudden a big flip. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, very interesting because Crystal and I have been tapped to do sort of more of the personal mentoring. And we have now seven to split between <laughs> us where we've only had like one in the past few years. Yeah. Because I guess, the, yeah, I mean, if people want to talk intimate kind of more intimate details they don't yeah. want to necessarily share with their guy pastor no because we so. want people to grow in every aspect of who they are yeah. they need to grow <laughs> theologically they need to grow in their particular skill if they're in worship or women's ministry but they also need to grow personally and sometimes they have some muck to work through mm-hmm. not yeah. always but sometimes yeah. yeah i'm really looking forward to meeting so there's two for two worship interns I know. there's two missions interns we have one for women's ministry um and then there's another one that's going to do imagine ministries mm-hmm. and then so it's two, four, five, six. Who's the seventh? Uh, offhand, I can't think of. Oh, Julie, who's doing young adults. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not just all seven in women's ministry. No, <laughs> they're all spread no. out all over the church. Yes. So hopefully we can get them involved in doing some MC work and all kinds of things. Yeah, I've already asked Johnny if the worship interns can lead worship at our Wednesday morning oh, Bible study. So that's a good idea. Yeah, he's open to that. He's give them extra practice. and So that'll be good. Okay. Yes. So a couple more things before we wrap this podcast up. We want to talk a little bit about our upcoming podcast topics. Let's talk a little bit about that, Crystal. You had some ideas. Yeah, we brainstormed a bunch again over the summer when you get brainstorming things. So some of the topics that we've talked about are um, spiritual warfare, getting Ezra to talk about that with us, Uh, prayer, because there's lots of questions that come up for prayer here and in the extra podcast all those times, um, how to be a Christian in a secular work environment. So we hear lots of people talking about the frustrations at hospitals and other places where mm-hmm. schools, like how do you be a Christian witness in that kind of environment? And uh, then some relationship stuff we wanted to talk about. Sexuality is always a big topic. Yeah. Talking about the transgender stuff that's a lot in the press these days, same-sex attraction, that kind of thing. So those are some of the kind of big ideas. And then we also wanted to interview each of the pastors throughout the year and just get a sense for their vision and mission. So for to talk to Johnny about how he puts together worship services and what he looks for and how he trains people in worship ministry and what his goal is for each of us as yeah. we come out of a service. And yeah, talk to missions and find out how do they discern missionaries mm-hmm. and how do they keep in touch with missionaries and make sure they are doing what they were tasked to do. <laughs> yeah, that they're yeah. still on board mm-hmm. with all the right things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the youth department and to Andy and yeah, mm-hmm. so we're looking forward to interspersing topics with also uh, allowing our listeners to get to know our staff really yeah. well and their vision. I know our interns are always excited when they have intern classes. What normally happens is an intern will visit like junior youth and then the next week Dan Sparrow, who leads junior youth, will teach uh, their intern class. Yeah. And they always love hearing that behind the scenes. This is why I do this. This is why, this is my vision for that. This is to see that it's intentional. It's not just haphazardly craziness. No. There's a haphazardliness with a vision and a reason. Yeah. And so I think it's neat for people to hear that. Mm-hmm. 
So if you have, we have nothing set in stone yet, though, in terms of schedules. We have a whole bunch of ideas. But if you have topics that you would like us to talk about, feel free to email us at bonus at Northview. I was just thinking today that, you know, a couple weeks from now is the start of school. And I've had a lot of conversations with women who are either sending their youngest to school for the first time, like starting kindergarten and grade one, and also those who are sending their youngest who are graduating. So their youngest are heading into like grade 12 or starting college and university. So there's all this kind of empty nest anxiety. There's also kids going to school and mom left at home with nobody kind of anxiety and everything in between. There are also... Families in our church that are sending their kids to school for the first time, but they've been homeschooling until now. But now the kids will be entering a, you know, sort of a typical school setting. So there's lots of feelings around this. So I thought, oh, Crystal, we got to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, that might be a good one. Yeah, I will talk. I won't be so emotional this year. Last year when I sent my son to university, I was like, oh, driving away that first time, I was just biting back the tears. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's it's... really normal. Yeah. And some people handle it really well and some people not so well. And I think we need to talk about that to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest is starting grade 12. So I know that that kind of, what do you call that? The empty nest stage is just right around the corner. Because I, I don't have a lot of practice. I have grade 12, grade 11, and nothing. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you felt that a bit this year. You were saying yeah. as she got her license, all of a sudden you were rattling around the house by yourself. I know. And that's a weird feeling it's when you've always had feeling. kids under feet. Yeah, I know. I felt that too as soon as Clayton got his license. There was one summer, I think it was not, it was two summers ago maybe, where all of a sudden I felt like, oh, this is weird and I'm not used to it yet. No. Yeah. It's exciting, yeah. and it's also not very exciting. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, we can talk more about that another time. Yeah. Some dates to put on your calendar. September 13th, we are having our fall kickoff here at Abbotsford. It's for both campuses. It's for everyone, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a lot of fun. As those of you who have been here before, you kind of know. It has yeah. a dunk tank, and it has cotton candy, and it has all kinds of fun it's stuff. Kind of a like carnival that. feel. Carnival like. feel. Mm-hmm. With a meal attached. That's always good. I yeah. love not having to make food at home. Come out here for the meal. Get you'll enjoy getting to talk to us. I think we're wearing our orange shirts again, probably. <laughs> so you'll find us. Yeah. And then September 19th, which is a Saturday, we are having a launch in mission for the mission community, actually. Yeah, it's not so, so much for the church. No, it's, it's so, so that the more... whole community understands that Northview is present in mission and they are very welcome to come to the church and yeah. hear all about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hot dogs, I think, that time as well. Yep, lots of good stuff. Membership classes. We are going to be having our membership classes in mission this fall. Do you know the date? I think um, it's starting it's up in October. Or end of October, yeah. Yeah. Because you have the, we have five weeks of TLC first, yes. beginning middle of September. And then after those five weeks of TLC, the Theology, yes. Life, and Culture classes, after those five weeks are done, then the membership class will start up. Right. So keep note of that in the back of your keep head. Wednesday my, yes. nights for you. Wednesday nights are for Theology, Life, and Culture starting mid-September, September 16th. And there's all kinds of options, so check on the website for that. I think there's about nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And check also for if you're interested in membership classes or you know someone who might be. Last year we had a really neat thing where we had a whole community group come out. Only one of the couples was becoming yeah. a member, but the rest of the community group came out because they wanted to hear what all the pastors would say about our church, what's going on, and how the departments run, and the structure, and all that kind of thing. So they all came, and they loved it. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that even if you are a member, and you're just not sure how Northview functions, you are so welcome to attend. Because you might have become a member 20 years ago, and it's changed. Part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that one group, I think, because they met on Wednesdays or something, they said, well... 
instead of us not meeting, we'll just join you at the, uh-huh. at the church membership class. And a lot of people really won't neat. be aware that you can take the class even if you already are a member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no cost or I don't think. It's just kind of come in. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. I know yeah. there'll be a baptism class. There's going to be a baptism service. There's going to be lots of things. So kind of stay tuned and look at the website. Start yeah. putting things in your calendar. We normally have a baptism service in fall. And then another one in spring, and then the third one is an outdoor one Yeah, in June. So the two other ones are Saturday nights at the church where the whole service is just baptism, which is, mm-hmm. I love those services. Yeah, and as I said, put it on your calendar, I'm realizing, I need to go to Costco. <laughs> you need so to get your calendar. there in the next couple of days. I need to get one of those big family ones that I always have. It sits on the side of our fridge, and I put in all the major Does things. all the fun little stickers? I know, yes, but I don't actually use the stickers. <laughs> oh. Actually, in the past years, I would give them to my kids, but they're not so much into stickers. So if you have little kids and you want my stickers, <laughs> you can have them. I have the boring printed out Google calendar. <laughs> That's where I enter everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's boring, but at least it's all on my phones then and stuff. Well, that you know, that's a tough thing for me. I don't want people to have access to my calendar because it has all people's names that I meet with privately. Uh, so I don't share my calendar with anybody. So it has to still be on paper, and then I have to transfer it the old-fashioned way to my calendar. There you go. But that's okay. It works. You, and you will all appreciate that because you want your stuff private. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anything else, Crystal? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're just both feeling excited for the year to start. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little tired of my kids' sleepovers and <laughs> <laughs> like coming to me all tired the next day because we had two hours of sleep the night before. I'm like, okay, it's time for a routine. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to get into schedule. And yeah. I know it'll be busy, but there's also, there always comes that time where it's like, okay. I'm hearing I'm more ready. and mom, more moms talk about that. Where they're kind of ready for some structure and getting back into things. Yeah. Last year was so hard with a strike going on until mm-hmm. October. I just felt like this is like never ending. This That's routine true. of weird schedules and times. That's and, true. Yeah, but this year will be better. It'll be better, and yet it starts so late. Like, I know. We still have two more weeks. Yeah. So if you listen to this in October, well, sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful sunshine outside. We've had never-ending sunshine. It's amazing. Yeah. But it is actually time for some rain. Yeah. It's all looking pretty dry. Yeah. Last time it rained on our cul-de-sac, I heard cheering from all the houses. I guess people have their windows open, and it was so funny. Anyway. It's a non-BC moment. Yes, I know. It'll probably never happen again. I can't even imagine when that ever happened before. If we cheer for the rain, that doesn't happen. Anyway, okay. Um, Let me pray for us and for our listeners, and then we will, uh, until next week, I guess, next time we report. So, Lord, for all of our listeners and for ourselves, we are excited about this year coming up, and we ask, Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so that we would honor you in everything we say and do, in all our plans, Lord, that we would um, we would just seek you first, that we would not make our plans and go ahead of you, but would, we would seek you and want to do your will. Lord, we love you. We want to serve you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we ask, Lord, that you help us this year to grow in our relationship with you and to grow in our relationship with others. I'm uh, looking forward and to this year. And um, Lord, I pray that you will help the families too in these last couple of weeks of summer as they look ahead that they would consider you and their plans that they would be here at church and that they would participate in whatever works for their family to participate in that we would truly be a Northview family in how we care for each other and how we are involved here at church and with each other all these things we ask in your name amen amen